We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Hello, friends. Welcome to the season opening edition of Group Therapy. And that game was a textbook example of why we have this green room. In typical fashion, much like the Mavericks, Josh and I's podcast, Yet the Bed, uh, and we had to record two of them. So I'm sorry I'm a little bit late. I'm sorry that, uh, you, you know, I, I told people we try to do this, you know, pretty soon after the game. Um, it's been about an hour, so I, I, I apologize for that. I appreciate those of you who uh, have made this part of your post-game routine. Um, before I start bringing up people to issue comments, share their grievances, uh, just a brief uh, refresher on how the thing works. When I bring you up on stage, you're going to need to unmute yourself. It does that now automatically. That's down there at the bottom. You can see it. Um, and, you know, I'll announce your name, what you're coming up for. And I'll give you a second. If I have to boot you up for anything, you, know, you can always try to come back up later. Um, uh, this game is really one of those, depending on what your outlook on life is. Um, I'm trying to take the long view for once in my life and not overreact. And Josh and some of our Slack were like, that game was the direct result of a combination of bad process, meaning Jason Kidd's offense with pretty shitty spacing, um, paired with the Hawks being a super long athletic team that can basically prevent a lot of lane options. I mean, those those guys defended Luca really, really well, and that was, you know, both frightening and also pretty impressive to watch. All right, so I'm going to bring uh, folks up. Let's uh, We'll keep it moving um, as best as possible, maybe hang out for at least a half hour. I don't want to be here all night, uh, though we can if you guys want to because we're supposed to feel better after we talk. That's what therapy is about, making progress. All right, coming up first, long-time listener, but he's not been up here with us for a while, our man Christian. How are you, buddy? Hey, what's up, Kirk? How have you been? Oh, I've been better. I must say I'm enjoying this kind of revised green room app experience, though. It's nice. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while. It was weird. I wasn't getting notifications, and, you know, I'm I'm now being on Central Time here in Chicago. It's uh. It's it's definitely an adjustment, um, but glad to be back. Thanks for bringing me up. Good to you know be with everyone, especially after a night like this. Um, I'm I'm not overreacting. I you know want to give it a chance. Um, you know there there was obviously a lot that was really frustrating. Um, I just the the worries that I have is KP. You know, it's moving better, which is nice. Um, but he's doing a lot of the same really, really stupid things. <laughs> um, 
If you know if that makes sense, it uh, does. He made one early mid range, a really sweet looking like baseline turn shoulder fade over two dudes, and so he just thought he'd keep trying that shot, and he <laughs> exactly. And I feel like it's almost a negative when that happens because he has a tendency to be like, "Oh, I did this," like I'm I'm in my groove, and then kind of puts up like five stinkers. Um, but you know the. The the issues I have, I mean, our shots weren't going down. No one's shots were going down. Uh, we're going to have games like this. Like, it, it's just, you know, it just happens. Um, I am a little bit concerned just overall about Kid being the coach, not just from tonight, but just going into the season. You know, I think a lot of us have had the same fears. Um, I would have liked, like, a minor qualm to – not see Trey Burke out there. I think he's a crappy player and a crappy human being. So I'd rather. That was weird. That was weird. I was not expecting Trey Burke in, in, a, in a season opener, but they were already down by like at least 15 at that point. So it's kind of, you know, who else are you going to play? I mean, this, I, I, I just said to, to, to Josh, as we were recording, that game was just a painful, mainly due to the Hawks length you know, with, with Reddish and Hunter being able to just throw long guys at them, it was a reminder that the Mavericks didn't really address the secondary ball handler thing. Yeah, and, you know, we – we I think a lot of us anyways were kind of banking on, like, Goron coming here. Like, it's going to, you know, inevitably happen. But to be honest, like, we were already down so bad the game was kind of – out of it, I would have rather seen Frank or even Josh Green at the point. Like, I know it's probably not going to look good, but I know what Trey Burke is. Like, sucks. Sure, sure. So maybe giving sure. guys some run could have could have been nice. Um, but you know, we we move on. I I still have hope for the season. Just like oh yeah, Luca. Um, but you know, when I think when Game Ten rolls around, I feel. You know, I'll either be concerned or kind of, you know, unmoved and kind of similar to last year. But uh, I, I did get a false sense of hope that KP might be better offensively. And I think uh, I just think he's the same. Like he's well, better. I mean, I mean, taking a, a, a bright side look at this, the Mavericks were moving more on offense, at least on pace wise. They were trying some things in the fast break. It's just Dorian and Tim bobbled away balls and looked like third graders trying to learn how to do a correct layup. And they botched some early points when they, you know, it was 10 to four at one point, and it really should have been like 18 to four. I mean, the Mavericks came out looking a little springy, and then the Hawks started burying shots, and then they, they just never really got their groove back. I mean, they scored 10 points. I'm gonna I'm gonna go look at this because I have the the play by play open. They scored ten points by this is just great audio. Uh, ten points in the first three minutes. That means they scored ten points the remaining nine minutes. So it's like there was just a lot of offensive hiccups that came from the fact that they didn't do a lot of the easy things they used to do to get shots. I mean, Dorian Finney Smith posted up three times that game. According to Sam Vicini, he did he looked into the advanced numbers. Dorian Finney Smith posted up two times all last year. There was a lot of force feeding of oops. Like there were those two Willie Cauley-Stein ones in the, I think it was the tail end of the first quarter where Luca was lobbing it up for him. And, and, and Willie was just looking like a man that was um, in a different realm of existence, just not really caring, not knowing what was going on, but like I, I could see some things there. So I'll give it a few games before I really go full on Kirk and lose my shit at this team. Because, but I will say that, like, the nice part about not changing out any of the players, Christian, is the fact that we know they're good when they work together and when they play a particular kind of offense. So if you're going to come in and with the same group of guys that are all healthy and and run the offense into the ground by doing some spacing changes and, and involving people doing things that they're not good at, it's going to be really obvious where the problem lies. So that said, though, let's, let's at least give it a little bit of time. Like you said. Yeah, yeah, definitely agree. And, you know, it, the one uh, I'll kind of have know it. Um, but there's a reason that Luca dribbles a lot. 
Um, he didn't today, um, but there's a reason for it. It's not that he's selfish. It's not that, you know, he's trying to do too much. It's he has to do a lot because he mm-hmm. has a little. And, like, if it's not clear now or hasn't been for a couple of years, having Dorian dribble the ball or having KP dribble the ball for more than one bounce, like, one – one dribble is the most each of them can do. Um, and please just let's get the ball back in Luca's hands. The majority of the time we added some, you know, what, two 40% three-point shooters in Reggie and uh, Sterling. And, you know, if you want to add a wrinkle here and there, run more plays, totally fine with that. But let's be sure. uh, realistic moving forward is my hope anyways. Oh, you, uh, well, thank you very much for joining us. Thanks for having me up, Kirk. I'll, I'll definitely be back for the season. Still excited about it and look forward to hearing everyone. All right. Bye, buddy. Okay. Coming up next. Whoa. Got a lot of, uh, got a lot of folks going to have to, to let you go. We're going to have to move along, but Jose's up next. How you doing, Jose? I'm doing fine after that travesty. How about you? Yeah. I'm okay. I'm, I mean, I'm mostly hopeful that it's 10.15 and I'll be able to finish this and then go to bed before midnight. So we'll be back at the grind. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like we might have talked about this in a previous locker room where it just, like, them getting smacked by the Hawks almost felt preordained after a really solid preseason. <laughs> right. And, like, I even posted on, on my timeline on, on Twitter is, like, I know it's just one game, but like the Hawks are a legitimate team, and and if you want to be a so-called serious team or a team in contention, you have to beat or at least compete like a damn contending team. And like Clint Capella basically hitting the truck stick on <laughs> the white power. I, I, like that that to me right there just solidified that Dwight Powell shouldn't start anymore. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I like his energy. I like when he rolls to the rim, but that is is a prime reason why he shouldn't start. And I'm going to overreact and I'm going to show my ass on this <laughs> podcast because it's like, like, bro, we, we've had the same team for three years straight. We've added a couple of shooters. Fine. That's good. But but man, can can we just get some damn help? <laughs> sure. We 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 need to be competing. We we can't be getting blown out by the teams that are competing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's one game, and we'll see where they go. It, it felt like they sort of packed it in right because they, they, it was it was fifty one forty four at half. And then pretty soon it was, it was it was like eight points more. It was like a fifteen point lead, and at that point the game ostensibly fell over. The Mavericks had done a pretty good job in the end of the, the second quarter, like whittling it down. But the the early defensive movement that we saw went away. And I, I noticed this earlier in the chat, folks talking about it. I've I don't know what to do with the rotations. It's one game, but why is Reggie Bullock playing fourteen minutes? Why there was just there's a lot of whys that happened tonight, and I'm more curious. And I, I I think I know the answer, but I need more time to see whether it was just what the Hawks were forcing the Mavericks to do offensively, or where the Mavericks opted to go to offensively. And it's probably a healthy mix of both, but it's just the Hawks are too good to give away possessions, and and it, the, the Dorian post ups are just one of those things. I mean. The shot chart is horrendous if you look at what happened. And there's some argument to be made that the Hawks are long enough that they forced the Mavericks into a fair number of these shots. But Jason Kidd talked about how the Mavericks are going to take fewer threes. Well, that didn't really happen. Instead, they managed to take a lot of worse threes. There was one heave, and I know it was in the second quarter. Maybe it was the start of the fourth quarter. Like, Tim Hardaway just got bored and jacked. Like, he didn't know what to do within the frame of the offense, so he dribbled above the break from the corner and just heaved a three. Like, that's a terrible, like, 2015 Tim Hardaway shot. And he, he had worked that crap out of his system with Rick. And, and I don't know. I'm, I'm waffling between, like, overreacting and then just thinking we should all go to bed. 
<laughs> I feel you on that. I mean, I'm kind of like there because my voice is deeper than usual. But uh, <laughs> but uh, now uh, there after halftime, there was a point where just well, even probably before halftime, defenders just didn't put their arms up, and I'm like, what the hell is going on? Where's the defense that we seen in the first quarter? I mean, it looked really good in the first quarter, the defense. But, like, the second and and after that, it was just like, where's the effort? Where's the hands going up to the face? I mean, you can't just let Cam Reddish and DeAndre Hunter just post up and and hit you with the mid. And then uh, Collins, people were saying, oh, we don't want Collins, but Collins – Torched star ass tonight. <laughs> like, yeah. like a lot yeah. of these players that some Mavs fans didn't want. I mean, they showed every reason as to why we should have wanted them. <laughs> and maybe that that's probably system. But like with with Hunter and um, I just mentioned his damn name, and I, I already forgot. British? But yeah, they they have length. And, and they have skill, and it's just like that's that's what you need. I mean, Bob Volgaris was onto something when he said the the league was expanding to more wings. I mean, you have a lot of guards, but you need wings. Man, I'm, I'm gonna let other people banter because I, I just don't know what else to say about this game. <laughs> I know, I know. That's what we're here for. Well, thanks for hanging out, Jose. Okay, man, Jason. Jason, long time. How you doing? How's uh, Josh Rich? <laughs> I I still think he's gonna do good in Boston, but I'll be positive. I have one positive note and one negative note here. Sure. So let's the positive hear it. note is that I do think the defense in the first quarter was pretty good. It actually kept us in the game, and we got up to that quick start. But even after that, I think the defense was fine. I saw a couple of switches, a couple of rotations that look pretty interesting, somewhat of a continuation of what we did in the preseason. So that's the good thing. The bad thing is that all that effort just completely got shot on, basically, after Atlanta made some shots, and then we just didn't do anything. And I hate to say this so early in the season, but I always wonder about when you have a team that's led by a guy that's so emotional like Luca. Like, I don't want to call them soft, but they're volatile. Sure. They... When when everything's going well, it's really, really good. Everything's humming. They go out by 20. Everything's humming. They make the right passes. It looks beautiful. And then if they're missing threes early, if the defense gets collapsed a little bit, someone makes a really hard shot on them. It, it just feels like, I don't know, like, I, I hate saying this, like, but, like, we just got down by 10. It's like, well, 10 at, like, we're down at 7 at halftime. And it's like, okay, 7 at halftime. Okay, maybe you get it to three by the fourth quarter, and it's a game. It's, it just went the other way. So I don't know. We'll see how this yeah. goes. I mean, honestly, like I just looked this up. There, just looked this up. We scored eighty-seven, and that that ties the lowest amount we scored last year. And that that game was versus OKC, which was the game we played about without Luca and KP. I remember that one. That was a dog of a game. Oh, that was a horrible we were, game. That might have been one of our first the same amount rooms. here in that game. Just yeah. Oh, gosh. Well, I suppose there's nowhere to go but up. Nowhere to go but up. But, guys, I mean, it's eighty. It's long season, 81 more games. I'm not too worried, honestly. And honestly, like, I mean, I hate to say this, but if it all really goes to shit, you got Igor. You got Igor there, and you can just camp kid after, like, the ultra break or something. So it's not that bad. There's, there's a limit <laughs> on how bad this can go. I'm just oh, saying. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for joining, Jason. All right. Keep keep your moods up, guys. That's right. So Brantley just asks in the in the chat, if we start like three and seven, does kid get fired? I mean, yes. You can't take a team. This is the same team that had an historic offensive rating and do this. I do think it's still a mix of the Hawks defense. Um, but it was just not great. Anyways, we gotta give it more time. Sam, what's up? What's going on, Kurt? Yeah, so uh, it's one game. I'm not going to try to overreact, but I am going to overreact a little bit. Uh, one, 
we need to send the white power to the shadow realm. We we don't need him on the team no more. I mean, it's I won't say on the team. We just don't need him to start. He's just such a good dude, but it's right. it's it's like it's like what I, I made a joke the other night. Like DeAndre Jordan keeps giving the start, and I was like, does he own nudes of every coach that he of the team that he goes to? Like, how is he blackmailing versus Cuban or versus the Dwight Power? It's like, what does he have on them? Because I don't really. At a certain point, it's just it's got to be matchup dependent, and like this was not the matchup to play. No, no, it, it wasn't, and. I don't know if it's kind of like a like you know how in uh, in L.A. Like they said the Lakers or Anthony Davis doesn't want to play the five, but you know they said he said he would if he had to. I don't know, same thing with KP, where it's he doesn't want to play the five, which at this point, just the way the NBA is, he should because um, we need at least Reggie Bullock in the starting lineup. I feel like, in my opinion, just to spread the floor, get a little more shooting out there, and just have Luca operate because. I mean, Atlanta's a good defensive team, especially with Hunter and Reddish. Those two, those two are beast, and we don't have anything like that at the moment. We have potential, but I mean, hell, we've seen the same thing for three years at this point. So, what's potential now? I mean, so it's just don't want to overreact. It is just one game, but I'll say this: if we don't curb stop the Raptors on Saturday, I'm gonna have a problem. Love it, love it. Well, thanks for joining, Sam. Not a problem. Have a good one. All day. right. Okay. Um, and, and I just, you know, of who Victor notes in the chat, no way that Cuban fires kid. That would mean Cuban is admitting he made two huge mistakes in three years with hiring Bob and hiring kid. I mean, we've not even touched on the, the you know, Bob Haral uh, Bob ESPN Daily podcast where he just basically took his side to the story for an hour. There was an hour worth of of vulgaris talk i don't even know where to start with it i think we should probably just avoid it because for me it felt like a healthy mix of stuff that we've talked about all summer but it, it, it's one of these things where event i don't know if the mass of people meaning people who don't join an audio podcast after a game to talk about to talk about the matters are ever really going to understand the depths of which cuban is responsible for creating a culture and a team that lacks accountability and focus. I don't want to sit here and, and kill it to, you know, talk about how awful it is, but it's just bad process begets bad process, which ends with bad results. And so it's, it's, you know, we have same team we have front office, the malfunction, you know, dysfunction is just kind of frustrating to, to, to hear all that, then head into this game and watch the Mavericks get, get waxed. And it, you know, I don't really hold anyone else, you know, Donnie, Roll, Bob. I don't really hold any of those guys to blame because there's somebody that's supposed to be in charge that considers himself the GM in Cuban, who apparently can't notice all like the, you know, it's the 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 fire burning around him type thing. It's just it's just frustrating. Anyhow, okay. Coming up next, we have Chris. Chris, how you? All right. Can you hear me? Yeah. See, last week I was on that last green room after the last preseason game. I was like, I knew it. We'd be 4-0 looking great against the other team starters, and we we just had to play the Hawks the first game in Atlanta. I'm like, I was worried about this game, but it is what it is. I mean, if you're counting records, I mean, Luca's still 3-2 and two against Trey, but, you know, next week we got, what, the the Raptors, the the Rockets, and Spurs. So, and can we kidnap Goron, you know, next game? We're play, we'll play them on Sunday. Just kidnap Goron real quick and get another playmaker. I mean – Jalen Brunson finished the game pretty good today, but oh, he's missing some some shots. But you got to give the Hawks some credit on defense, so they, they are pretty long. So that just was not a good matchup for us tonight on national TV. It was just embarrassing. But we're just going to have to win these next three games in the next week and just go from there. So yeah, I do like your point about Dragic and and Jason brought up just kind of the volatility of the Mavericks, and that's essentially why I want. Goron, because I think, you know, he's, he's 36. He's probably not built to play more than 50 games, but I think he brings, they, like, there's still not mm-hmm. really a veteran on this team other than the guys who have kind of grown up as Mavs. And that's not to take anything away from them, but it just at this point, I think they need a different, older voice that's a player. And, you know, maybe it'll be Goron. Who knows? All the attention's on, I mean, obviously, they just all the attention's on Luca, and he just passes it out. And some of these guys are, you're going to make shots or you're not, but 
Why, I'm just wondering one question. Uh, why did Moses Brown play tonight? I mean, it was a DMP, so. I mean, that's where Josh Bo just said this to me. He's like, why did you care about preseason? And I'm like, shut up, Josh. I, I like preseason. Leave me alone. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> Me I mean, Willie got his chance tonight and looked like a guy who doesn't care about basketball. So what do you do with that? Because he's such a trick-or-treat player. Wouldn't be shocked if, if Brown gets it another night. I do think that the he has really – he has such a high center of gravity like Powell that I, I think he would have had a hard time against the Hawks as is because Capella is just – he's a – big human being and John Collins is is extremely athletic so it's it, it would have been putting him in a, a tough situation either way but I do wish he would have played I I, I understand yeah Dwight Paul, Powell just getting thrown around like a ragdoll year after year since 2014 I'm just <laughs> I'm just tired of this man this is just uh, it's like I, somebody else besides him Jesus Christ. totally understand well Chris thank you That's for joining us say, uh, by, by you know next week We'll be three and one. Things are going to get good. It just we knew that this first game could could go either way. It could have gone. It was just going to go bad. Like I don't know. Right. Right. Ah. Uh, well, thank you very much. We'll talk soon. Have a good night. Yes. Okay. So it seems, and I missed this. Um, Tim McMahon's tweeting out per second spectrum. Mavs expected shot quality tonight was forty eight point four. That stat was worse for the Mavs in only six games last season. And he's quote tweeting himself where he says, I thought the guys got or from Jason Kidd. I thought the guys got great looks. They just didn't go in for us tonight. This is where like the real Hooper and, and all that sort of discussion comes to a head, depending on there's a lot of people who just think advanced data sucks. And I, I don't know what to tell people who feel that because it's, it's like trying to, you know, disprove gravity. It, it's a thing. And, and it's, it's, I, I don't, I hate when things like this are like Tim, Tim McMahon already stirring the pot. My God, it's only game one. Um, all right. Coming up next, Marcos, what's happening? Have a long time. Hey, what's up, Kirk? How's everything? Sure. Sure. Hey, look, um, very disappointing night, but I don't know. It is what it is. One thing, look, one thing I just want to talk about is, only 19 shots at the rim. So that's how you know that the spacing was bad. I know the Hawks, Hawks defense was great, but 19 shots at the rim, it's just not enough if you want to win. Yeah. Well, and, and that's where I think the Mavs were actually making a concerted effort to get to the rim. That's like the rim protection stuff for the Hawks was outstanding. Like that's where I give them more credit than I do some of the Mavericks stuff. But like, Luca was getting all the way in there and kicking out because they were just huge. So, so I'm not, I don't know what they could have done in this specific game to get more rim looks, but it was very, very evident quickly that that was going to be a problem. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, and I think Collins. I never seen him play defense like like tonight. I, he played amazing defense. And another thing I want to talk about is. I like AP. I think he's moving well. I like something he did on defense, like when he was like switching, moving his feet well. But in offense, I mean, I just, I just think his touch around the rim, it's, it's so bad. Like he doesn't have it. Like in the, in the, I mean, he's, he's not dunking the ball. Like he just doesn't have the touch to, to, to finish. He doesn't like contact. And I don't know. It's tough for him. In I I I know he can shoot like in the post, like he did one time. But him driving to the basket, I just I, sometimes it's not the not a, it's not a play that that it's gonna be effective in my opinion. No, uh, this is this is like well, kind of my favorite part. This is my favorite part about this is I I don't know how to feel about the fact that I thought KP moved well, but I wasn't paying attention to his stats on purpose. And then I look and see that he was four of 13 for 11 points and five rebounds. Like, what do you do with that? Oh God. We well, got anything else for us? No, no, nothing more. I just, just, just hope see how we play against Toronto. Like he, they played really bad the last game. Um, I'm, I'm definitely Nurse is gonna box 
Box Lucas or players will have to be prepared to, to pass the ball, share the ball, and stop like faking trees, open trees, and shooting mid rangers. Just take the shots. Yep. 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 Even Kid commented on that after the half where he's like, they have to stop passing up good looks. Sure. sure. Thank well, thank you, you Marcos. Thank Hope you to talk with you soon. Okay. Coming up next, my man Lance. What's happening, Lance? What's going on, Kirk? So where do we start? All right. I guess we'll start with uh, KP. KP forced offense, uh, sequel number 10. Uh, so, I mean, at first it looked good when he hit the, the turnaround fade over the two defenders. But then I knew it was bad when, when it kind of was getting telegraphed at the same spot. They started stripping him. Uh, some fans were saying rest were calling fouls on the – they were kind of like getting handsy. But, I mean, I just think it was telegraphed offense. And, you know, we, we spoke at, spoke about it ad nauseum about, you know, forcing the KP. But overall, it's just Bullock only got 16 minutes. Powell obviously didn't have it on either side of the floor. Uh, I mean, he was missing bunny layups. Luca's shooting was bad, but I, I swear, like, the rhythm of the offense was off. Like, they, they took the ball out of his hands. It's like doing everything, you know, opposite of what Carlisle did. Like, almost like to prove a point or something, which doesn't make sense to me. After the game, like you said, Kid said, you know, they got some good looks. I just couldn't make them. But I got the stats right in front of me for mid-range. They shot five for 17 for the mid-range, and that's – the area that kids talking about that, that he wants to focus on more, but let's be honest, the Mavericks don't really have any good mid range shooters. Sands, uh, Luca, you know, all those other guys, they got to be behind, behind a three or, or at the rim. I just don't see it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. The more I talk about it, the more I know that they're not going to play the Hawks again for a while. So I think that'll help some things. Um, I think they play like Raptors, Rockets, and and like they have some opportunities to to look okay. Um, so so for now, I'm I'm mainly going to choose to kind of couch my specific criticisms and certain types of things. I didn't understand why Luca only took seven shots in the first half. I get like spreading the ball around, but somebody I think it might have been Victor earlier saying like there there is no advanced analytics that say Dorian Finney-Smith should take twelve shots. Like what are we doing? Like, it was just. It, I don't know. It's a frustrating game, and and we'll see where what else they can do. Yeah, I mean, usually I, I would say it's just a loss, but I mean, it's a it's a pretty bad loss for a coach's first game with the team. Like like everyone keeps talking about, like the first couple minutes so great, and then the Hawks went on a twelve zero run, and I think it was when Luca went out, and you know they they kind of went without Luca for a little bit too long, and 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 it just the game got away from them, and, and then. They just kept forcing the KP thing, and I'm like, I know the Hawks have like length, but I don't look at them from like defensive issue where they can just really like stop players like this. So it's like I just think that the offense was too telegraphed. And then there's a gentleman from the Athletic that reported it, saying that Dorian Finney-Smith has three post-up looks, and he had two all of last season. Yeah, Sam Vicini, that was a riot. I just, like I started laughing. Yeah. And like there's That's, there's certain people in the national media who just hate Jason Kidd, and so because he's our coach, I'm kind of trying to just deal with the fact, and I don't want to be that guy all the time because that's no fucking fun. But you just hate to see like if there was a if there was a textbook game just to highlight everything that teams were like, oh, I don't know if the Mavs are Jason Kidd. It came out like this tonight. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like I. It took everything in me not to ask Kid a question on the on the on the Zoom. Oh, that's why I don't join those. I'll be an asshole. And get- yeah, so I I just stay quiet and honestly listen to all the the puff stuff, you know. Sure. But it's 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 his first game and he's new, but it's just some red flags. Like I understand starting pal, but he stayed with him way too long. Like he was bumbling mm-hmm. passes down low. Sure, Lucas passes weren't as tight as they usually are. Like, there was one alley-oop that he tried to throw, but it ended up being... That was real bad. I know. So, like, <laughs> I know what about. That was yeah. real bad. So, Luca de- didn't have a great game, and, and I tell people, oh, they're always threes are off. I was like, yeah, but it's not about his threes. It's about how they're, get- how they're getting them, and also, he just doesn't have a rhythm like he usually does. There's a reason sure. why. Sure. 
Man, didn't but, take a lot of shots. I mean, it goes both ways. No. Well, thanks, buddy. You got anything else? Uh, no, I mean, but I'll be at the Kings game uh, next week, so hopefully the oh, Mavs uh, don't blow that one. We'll see. Man, yeah. All right, man. Did you see Harrison Barnes? That dude went nuts last night. He was like 8 of 11 from 3. Looking great. <sighs> All right. See you later, Kurt. What's that? I said see you later. All right, later, buddy. Have a good one. Uh, okay, I'm going to bring up Xavier next because he's been trying to join. Hi. Uh, nah, you know, just knee-deep in an existential funk. But, so, for the positive, look, regular season-wise, we'll be fine. We'll win 45 to 50 games. We'll finish somewhere between four and six, and we'll make the playoffs. I'm not concerned about that. But the bigger picture is – we really only have a fastball, right? We're like a relief pitcher with one pitch. Like, if if our fastball is working, great. But if they start swinging on the first pitch and they make us play left-handed, we don't have a counter. And I think that's really what stuck out to me today is, like, literally there's no one out there other than Luca that could attack a defense. Now, what we're matchup dependent, and I think that's the part that's frustrating. It's like, look, we can play well. But if we run up against the wrong matchup and we run up against teams that are athletic and have functional length defensively, it's just going to make life miserable for us. And that's why we needed a secondary playmaker because it was just, I'm telling you, it was just so frustrating to watch. Nobody could do anything. And they were pretty much Darren Dorian and, and Timmy and, and Bullock like, go ahead, beat us off the dribble. And then you'll go ahead and meet Capella at the rim and then good luck finishing. You know what I'm saying? And it was just, it was just frustrating, but yeah, man, we, we need Goran, you know what I'm saying? And even Goran, he, he may not be, you know, good enough at this point to really be a difference maker, but we need somebody that can dribble the ball or can at least take somebody off the dribble because Brunson was good at creating his own shot, but it, he wasn't able to create separation for others, if that makes sense. But yeah, man, that was just embarrassing to watch in person and. It's one thing when you watch at home. It's another thing when you're sitting amongst 30,000 Atlanta Hawks fans who are all pointing and laughing at you. It was but That's a- right. You were there. I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing. I wanted to be that guy, right? So I came in cocky, arrogant, talking smack to everybody. And I was going to be that guy. And I, I mean, after about five minutes in, I, I just, I couldn't even talk smack. You know what I'm saying? So. But, yeah, oh, I mean, it's just, like I said, I'm not overreacting to a single loss. I'm overreacting to the flaws that they exposed. You know what I'm saying? And Well, it's, it's the, really that they just didn't fix anything from last year. And, you know, they're, if you're if a couple of people in the chat are talking about Haral Bob uh, just going nuts on his Twitter in a, in a good way, where he's just labeling criticisms, and his criticisms are all dead on. Um he just said, sometimes it's less about where you take shots from and more about where you camp while waiting to take your shot. Tough to get to the rim if there's a log jam in the paint. Also tough to drive and kick to open threes if the space to drive isn't there. We painted spacing boxes on the practice floor, which I believe are no longer there for a reason. And it's this sort of stuff that Jason Kidd does not have in his bag. He has and, and it's correct. And yeah, that was the fear, right? That offensively, we would he wouldn't be able to create easy shots. Because look, the only reason that game wasn't worse than it was was because Brunson and Timmy hit some really difficult shots with hands draped all over their face. If not for those handful of threes that were highly contested, it would have got a lot uglier, a lot quicker. And like Dwight Powell, right? I have my frustrations with him defensively, but on offense, when he catches the ball at the free throw line, ninety percent of the time he turns his back to the rim. He not he's right. incapable of even uh, making a decision and either making the right pass or attacking the rim. He turns his back completely to the rim and it ends up just waiting for Luca to shake his free from his defender and then boom now we got to restart the the offense with ten seconds off on the clock and it's like you you just can't operate like that you know what I'm saying no you just yes that's all I had Kirk all right man thanks for coming up talk soon. All right, coming up next, we'll get there a few more people, then I should go to bed. Jim, what's happening? Uh, How you doing tonight? Oh, God, I'm sick. Yeah? Yeah, n- not like physically sick, but I am mentally sick. Hey, Kirk, Let's I'm going to tell you why. So about like a year ago, I came on here just to rant about Dorian Finney-Smith, right? I don't. Um, sure. And you said something that Chark said once that – 
the Mavs will only be as good as Dorian Finney-Smith is, right? I don't want to mm, talk about the yeah. three post-ups. Those are, I'm going to equate all of this to low basketball IQ that he's just not proven that he's gotten better at. I don't care about the numbers. I don't care that he's at 39% for three-point shooting now. He is a three and deep, but if you're playing with somebody like Luca, you have to have a high basketball IQ. You have to be able to make the cuts, right? And this this is what I'm really alluding to is I don't get why Jason Kidd's not giving Reggie Bullock a chance. A chance. I, I just don't. I, well, it's early. It's and he was gone for a week. I think that's got to be the one thing because he was out. He was out dealing with the family matter, and maybe there's just a lack of concern or there's a lack of confidence because he just didn't what didn't get to practice for the game plan. But I think that's a little much. And as we've all discussed on here, the the paint was clogged tonight. The mid range was clogged. But one of the the very first play Reggie had as soon as he came in was a pick and pop, uh, a pick and pop screen three. He just came off of a pick, and it was nice. Like it was quick pace. Um, there was a lot of space. Uh, it, it just felt like the first time like that there was some speed and pace all night. And it, it's just depressing to see Dorian with the three post ups. Bad shot selection. It's just hesitation in general. I don't know if that's from the start of the season, but like it's just the same issues. It feels like the same exact team. Sure, sure. I don't know. We'll probably see more of all these guys. I was kind of confused about the sort of hockey sub lineups where they very much had like a plan in place that they were going to run through regardless of kind of what was happening in the game because Bullock and Brown played together and then the starting group played together. And a lot of us have been wondering why they were going to stick with that starting group and we'll see how long they do. Yeah, fair. I know it's definitely early, but thanks for letting me go on again. Of course, buddy. Thanks for coming up. All right. Kato, long time. How we doing? Hit that unmute button there at the bottom if it'll let you. Hey, you can hear me? There we go. Hey, Kirk. How are you? I'm all right. Thanks for joining us tonight. No problem. I was eagerly waiting all night. Um, I'm sorry. I, 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 I deleted my first. Well, Josh and I's first podcast is somewhere floating on the Internet, and so I had to record another one. It's okay. It's, it's, it's understandable. Listen, um, I have a hot take. Um, kid will be fired before before the All Star break, and I don't know if that's that hot. I think uh-huh. that's a. I think that the one game one game returns and kid sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason why I say that is because the the preseason I felt like was an anomaly of just the Mavs having good chemistry from um, an off season where everybody was coming in healthy and you know everybody wanted to prove that. You know they could they can make a difference from what we experienced in the playoffs um, last year, but what I saw from this game was a couple of things. Porzingis, it was incredibly frustrating um, watching him play, and one of the things that Charles Barkley said was incredibly true. And you have and I was um, reading your tweets and. You um, disagree with what Charles Barkley is saying, but what I feel that Charles Barkley has right about Porzingis is, you know, he plays, he's a big man, but he he, he plays like he's 6'2", like he's a point guard or a shooting guard. Oh, yeah, yeah, 7'3", shooting guard. Oh, yeah. And what I feel like what the Mavs need to do with him is high pick and roll. He needs to He needs to roll to the rim. He needs to be a lob threat like um, Blake Griffin was when he played with CP3 in the, in the OG Clippers. And he needs to stop shooting fadeaway jumpers like he's Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo Anthony is a French player. Like, this is not the 06 Nuggets. Like, what he needs to do, what, what Joel Embiid does and, and, B, and um, AD does is get into the post when you have a smaller player, hop, step, and dunk. It's not, it's not difficult. I don't understand why he's always reeling his, his both of his elbows, always committing offensive fouls. What he does is, I don't know if you saw the first, the first um, um, play when he was on a fast break. He tried to do a euro and he hit John Collins right in the face. I did. I was like, man, why didn't you just run and hop step 
into a layup and try to get the foul or dunk on him. Like, what is why is it so difficult for him to do simple things and act like a big man? Yes, he he has a better jumper than most big men in the game, but what he does is just so so frustrating. I don't know if you saw, but he was like like thirty like like probably two feet behind the three point line, and Burke had the ball. He was clapping like, "Give me the ball, give me the ball," and he just chucked up a three. I don't because I saw it on Twitter, a worldwide um, Wob. He posted it. He was like, good offense. And I was like, oh my gosh, man. If this is what we're expecting, then I don't want to see none of it next game. I, mean, um, I totally, I, I totally understand. I, I actually had decided to sort of, not decided. I mean, I just like my expectations for KP are please don't, please don't collapse into a heap and like break your knee. So anything better than that for opening night is a step. Totally understand it. Um, also, a couple more things. The offense, I felt like J- um, Jason Kidd wanted to do s- something different than what Rick Carlisle um, was used to doing, but we ended up just um, um, making it seem like we were the same team that Rick Carlisle had before, but it was just totally like um, low IQ basketball. It was like what Rick Carlisle would do, but it was just all low, um, low IQ. The type of threes we were taking, it was all contested, mid-range. Um, the spacing was, was like, so disastrous. It was, it was insane. It was infuriating um, to watch. Also, I felt like what you said, Tim Hardaway Jr. was acting like old Knicks and, um, and Tim Hardaway Jr. when he first came to Dallas. Like, what you said was absolutely right. Rick Carlo snapped all the bad habits or most of the bad habits that Tim Hardaway um, um, had when he first came to the Mavericks and when he was in, on the New York Knicks. And it was just so frustrating to see one game as um, Jason Kidd as the new head coach for that old Tim Hardaway Jr. to just come back and seep in and just, you know, make the Mavericks frustrating to watch. And my life. Well, that's stuff on him. I don't know if I can pin that on him just yet because the way, you know, somebody, maybe it's Josh and I, I've talked to a lot of people tonight, but there were not a lot of the easy offensive actions that were working for them last year and the year before that. There weren't like any Tim Hardaway handoffs with Luca. There were no small, like there were no guards screening for Luca, like the things that they've just done to make it work to, to get, you know, challenge defenses. There just wasn't a lot of the simple offensive sets that worked. And so I don't really know. I don't really blame that on Tim at the moment. I'm just saying that that every like it just felt like a, a, a regression and a frustrating. Absolutely. And my final point is, um, you know, I I like Dwight Powell, but it's 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 just um, a fact that he should be coming off the bench. And I felt like we should have started Maxi Kleber with um, Porzingis, and I felt like we could have won this game. You know, it's I mean, not particularly the Hawks are just big. So it's like, why would you play the guy who you have two centers who are not big? Who- exactly. So that's why I was just like, oh, my gosh, the way this game, because it wasn't like in the first quarter, like the Hawks, even though they played decent, they didn't do anything so crazy f- that it would it would have made it seem like they were going to blow us out of the water. Like mm-hmm. it, was, it was it was relatively competitive. And then after the second quarter, you could forget it. Yeah, yeah, it got, got ugly pretty quick. Well, thanks for joining, Kato. Good time. Uh, thanks for uh, – we haven't seen you in a long time, so I hope you come back. I know. Um, I, was, I was very frustrated with the playoffs, and I didn't want to talk to nobody. <laughs> All right. Well, glad to have you back. We'll talk soon. All right, coming up next, Sean's been waiting a while. Sean, hit that mute button there at the bottom. Hey, hi. Uh, yeah, I don't want to take up too much time here. I just wanted to touch on a couple of quick notes. Uh, one being, you know, I've created a new island. It's called, you know, Frank Nilakina. Oh, my God. Um, Nilakina. Yeah. You did well. You were trying. I get it. Exactly, but, yeah. Uh, I'm definitely shooting for that guy. I think he's better than Trey Burke and, honestly, Dorian Finney smith I hope he, you know, at least makes it into the first or second lineup pretty soon. Uh, it's just a travesty to see him that far back in the uh, depth chart. Um, another thing is, I, I just thought it was just really uncreative by, you know, Kit to just honestly post a depth chart on Mavs.com and literally 
you know, go against the Hawks with that exact same step chart the entire game. I mean, it was, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they did. It do was that. just like, why? Like, I mean, this is the NBA. Like, let's try to have just like a, a smidget of creativity or, you know, organization. I mean, but that's pretty much it. I mean, those are two most frustrating things I watched tonight. I mean, my God. Well, hey, it can only it can only get better from here because, uh, well, I mean, I suppose that's not true, but I don't really see how they I don't really see how they do something quite like this again. And because they're playing the Raptors, who are also pretty bad, um, maybe maybe we'll have have something to look forward to. But thank you for joining, Sean. Okay, Chandler, you've been waiting for a while. Thank you so much. How you doing? Hit that unmute button yeah. there at the bottom. Hey, hey guys, how we doing? Yeah, we're doing all right. Uh, I just wanted to say um, I'm still willing to give this a chance. Um, you know, obviously, I think the preseason was pretty good and encouraging. And, you know, I do think that at least the first 10, 15 games, you know, I think the regular season has to be a sure. time to experiment. And you got to try some things that don't work. I, I agree with this. I agree with this. Right. You know? I, I like the, the things I really liked in the preseason was um, he said before that, you know, Luca needs to stop complaining about the refs as much. Um, the ball movement was good. Cause I think part of the problem was with KP, he just never thought he was going to get the ball back. Like we were kind of playing two different teams and, and at least now the ball movement is such that he's at least passing it away kind of. So that's encouraging. Um, you know, and I, on the one hand, I say all this, and on the other hand, I would not have hired Kid uh, for a couple reasons. I still don't think this is going to end well. But, you know, I mean, I don't know. It is, and one last thing on the Haralabob stuff. Uh, I mean, we all knew it was a pretty dysfunctional organization. But the one thing I got from that interview was that I think he's lying about a bunch of stuff, but it was pretty clear. The one thing I think was absolutely true was he and Donnie just were not talking at all. So he was just talking directly to Cuban a lot. Mm -hmm. And it's clear why I think Cuban likes him because he's also a rich guy who is in that kind of venture capitalist kind of betting world and like I don't even hate having someone like that a guy like that in the organization you know throwing crazy shit out there it's just you can't have that guy also not be a people person and also have the ear of the de facto GM who's Cuban when Cuban is also not putting in the work of the GM <laughs> right right like like if he's just a guy in the corner saying hey maybe we should be taking more threes and hey i did some research like hey there was this weird lineup that hey we should we should try this out like that's fine like great let's let's have some guy throwing some shit on the wall but you can't have him tell rick that's going to be the lineup so I I mean I the it's it's so hard to relitigate this sort of stuff because at the end of the day I think that Bob like I sympathize with Raul Bob in a real way because he he he's right about things only his delivery is so fucking poor that no one cares um and that is often my problem in real life too uh, when he he described himself as an acquired taste, I'm like, this is why like half the other like a lot I like I seem to irritate a lot of the other Mavs media because I will not I just don't give a shit about kissing anyone's ass, and and Bob has the same issue where he's just going to say stuff, and he's going to say stuff that's based on the things that he knows, and it's he's coming just it's one game, but man, what just a challenging game to come back from where I've I've talked. There's, there's, you know, if you scroll through the, 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 the participants in there and, and the, the chat here, there's a couple of, of folks in here whose names you might recognize. And 
who didn't watch the game and wanted to know what in the hell happened. Okay. So we just don't have a lot. Like there's a, there's going to be a lot of that tomorrow unless like, unless Steph Curry scores like 150 points by himself, in which case that'll blot out this narrative. I mean, well, he had, he had 25. So cool. I was watching that. It was incredible. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, this is, this is, this is why we have these. We vent a little bit. We figure it out. We're not going to necessarily make excuses because it's not our gig, but I, 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 I don't feel great at the moment, but I do need to give it more time because I think that, that like the town of Luca is just going to win this out because there's no way he's taking six shots in the first half against Toronto on, on, on uh, Saturday. He, the sort of, okay, we're going to let everybody, like, he, he took over in the third quarter, and the only problem was by then they were so far behind, it didn't matter. So. Now, I mean, I think the biggest problem is that, you know, like, the one thing that everyone is kind of harping on with Kid is the, the whole mid-range idea, which I actually don't even hate on some teams. Like, I mean, Phoenix sure. and the Clippers have great mid-range shooter. I mean, Kawhi, you know, and... Right. Paul, You're just not having Dorian dribble into a 15-footer. Like, exactly. Exactly. I just don't think that was not <laughs> – to the degree that this team has a plan, the, like I think the only plan that works is kind of what Carlisle ended up doing. You know, we, we have a bunch yeah. of yeah. – like we don't even have a bunch of two-way – you know, no one can dribble, you know, so it's just – you know, I mean, I think the one thing that Kid did do is – and when Milwaukee that was good is he trusted um, – you know, he – he worked with Giannis a lot. I think that was great, but I just don't know if there's anyone on this team. You know, maybe maybe Hardaway. I think that's kind of my hope is that Hardaway can be more of a playmaker, kind of. Because I don't think anyone else can. You know, Brunson. You know, has good and bad days, but I don't know if he's going to be that guy. Right. I understand. So we'll we'll see. Thanks for hanging out tonight, buddy. Talk soon. Okay, coming up next, got anybody else? We've got a couple more people. Brett, how are we doing? Doing okay. Dis- unmute button. Yeah, doing okay despite the, you know, the loss. I mean, I mean, I, there's a couple things that I noticed in the game. Uh, one is like Porzingis. Um, I mean, I think on defense, basically everything that I wanted to see generally through the first, you know, two and a half quarters until kind of game kind of got out of hand and the, all the defense kind of got sloppy. Um, but on, on the offensive end, it was just like, like ev- every single possession that he had on offense was just like exactly why you don't want to play like that. Uh-huh. Like, like remember back, you know, the, the Kawhi snatching the ball out of his hands play. <laughs> that happened that, twice that happened, like, that happened like three times. <laughs> Like beyond just the blocks, like John Collins just like snatched the ball from him, like way too many times, like like that alone was just terrible. And then and then there, there, there's one play where like Brunson didn't initially see him when he was open, like right at the line, then got it to him like two seconds later, and then he just like like and he cla- he clapped his hands like as in like pass me the ball or in frustration or whatever. He got the ball and then just like chucked it from like whatever thirty eight feet. And then that was that was like, I was like, that's frustrating because that's still that like there's kind of like bad offensive habits, um, but I don't know. I mean, obviously, like the offense was really bad, and, and I don't, and and, and I, I do think that like against like as you said before, like against the teams that don't have the length, um, that aren't as good defensively as the Hawks, that they will figure it out. Um. But but overall, I mean, I just think it's it's that, and it's, it's what the team has been for for you know three years, four years now, that that like they are the you know the the hardened Rockets with Luca as you know hardened in that scenario. But like you can't play a different style of basketball. Like I think you can though. I, no, well, I think well, you can. It's the, the you you have to have guys that don't take shitty shots. And then you have to have some like I still I, I'm I'm going to be thinking about that first quarter where Luca's kicking it ahead four times for those guys to fart over and turn over and, and turn over the ball like there there's ways for these guys to play similarly to the Slovenian national team where they take good smart shots and run the floor and play hard I know you can't do that stuff all the time because the athletes are better oh, yeah. 
but it was just kind of weird watching them play this sort of regressive style. Like Josh Bowe is writing a piece. I'm, I'm editing it as we're talking where you look in the lane. There is, there are plays where there are four Mavericks within 15 feet of one another. And it's part of the play. And it's like, what, what is happening? Yeah, well, it, it, it's all that. I mean, it's that like early 2000s, 90s, like plays that like back, like back when it was, you know, when people didn't, I mean, not to be like people didn't know any better, but like back then that would, that would not like, you know, raise, raise any red flags for, sure. you know, a viewer or for, you know, anyone kind of like analyzing a game, but like the game is just, it's just so much beyond that now that it's just, I mean, the, like, uh, like obviously, like, like the kid quote saying, like, we just got good shots. Like, that's the thing, like, where you have to, like, hope he's lying about that. Like, you have to, like, hope that he, that's just, like, what he's saying, that he doesn't believe it. But, like, the bad part is, like, if he does believe that. <laughs> because if he does believe that, then there's, like, that's, like, a much bigger issue. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, Lord because, knows because, I agree. Because, like, there, there, I mean, there were, like, obviously, like, like as with any team in any game, there were, like, a few, like, open threes that they, they, they get missed because that's just what happens. But, like, there were a lot of, like, contested threes that got missed like, like, yes. like even the, because it wasn't just like oh they're taking some mid-range shots which like some of those were really bad like Vinny smith you know pump faking in the corner and whatever but but like the threes that they did get were like not good like they did not get a lot of like corner shot corner threes that were like uncontested a lot of the passing like someone said earlier that like the passing was good and like i did not think the passing was good i thought that there was a lot of it but they're not that it was good like right they just passed a lot i understand what you mean by that like like they passed a lot but there was not much purpose to it like mm-hmm. they were just passing and making skip passes and stuff for to like players that weren't open just yeah. like rather than resetting the play or anything which i mean like because it's, it's, it was like going from watching like you know the warriors on opening night and like their passing which is obviously it's all very much with a purpose like there's active cutting you know the, the floor is spread the whole time they they're playing five out basically the whole game um and and they're like passing with purpose to this which just seemed like and, and then also like with the um the bench unit which i mean yeah as you were saying like i do think like bullock will probably play more you know obviously in the future but him, him, and Brown not getting like any minutes really with Luca was a little weird. Like he, he got a few minutes with Luca, but like not many. Um, but like that second unit is just so. We got to like, get more time. That the second unit yeah. and the rotation stuff that well, I'm yeah. gonna back off of. I think. Well, yeah, no, no, no but I just think in general it's just kind of evident of like how badly they need like someone else who can create shots for others. Like Brunson and Hardaway obviously can create shots for themselves, but Brunson is not like, you know, an excellent passer. Sure. But I did like what he did tonight. I, I really didn't. There. Oh yeah. Oh, I mean, overall, overall, like, I don't want to like, you know, talk bad about him. I think he was probably like the best player on the on the court for the Mavs. Yeah, I think so too. Well, thanks Brett. You got anything else? Nope. Thanks for having All me. All right. We somehow made it through our entire list of grievances with one more to come though. Brad, how are we doing? Hit that unmute button there at the bottom. Maybe it might not work for you. I'm going to remove you and you can try to join again. Um, let me see here, guys. I, I, I've had a good time with this. I feel better after talking. I think we've all kind of repeated ourselves a little bit, but that's okay. That's what this is here for. Um, we'll be doing uh, these as often as I can. We have another early game on Saturday. The Mavericks play Toronto. At 6.30 Saturday night, which is a bit odd. I don't know how much of the game I'm going to be able to watch because now that we can go do things in public again, I'm going to be out and about. Um, you can catch – we have – I don't know. There's going to be like five posts between of, of, of this game at MavsMoneyBall.com, so you should absolutely be checking that out. If you're catching this on the podcast, it will be going up on Friday afternoon – um, I may do another one of these tomorrow during the day because I've been doing live shows just to, just to kind of chat it out. Don't know if I'm going to record it, but I, I will see. Um, but yeah, guys, this has been great. This has been fun. Kirk Henderson, uh, Mavs Moneyball Group Therapy. We will talk to you guys in a few days. Today's episode is brought to you by cars.com. 
With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.